This is a Capricorn FM podcast. And right now we welcome Dr. Anjali Kutsia from Solidarity Doctors Network. Good morning, Doc. How are you doing? Good morning. We're fine. And a good morning to all your Limpopo listeners. Thank from you. a very cold Pretoria. Mm, an equally cold Bulukwani. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And we're talking about uh, mumps. Maybe let's start by looking at what are some of the most obvious symptoms when it comes to mumps. Yeah, a very interesting um, disease, uh, survival disease. And the most common um, symptom uh, is the swelling of the parotus um, uh, salivary glands. Uh, it's usually on the one side. It can be on both sides of the face. But it's this swelling just under the ear, sort of lifting the ear lobe. Um, and it can be quite huge. Uh, it looks terrible if you see it. And it's painful because if you, one of the tests that we sometimes advise the mothers is let them eat something that is sour. Because if it's sour, you need to produce more saliva. And then that would um, actually be quite um, uncomfortable for the child. So that is a very crude um, marker that you can use if you are at home. But as I've said, the most common is um, once the symptom starts to arise, is the swelling of the, either the left or the right side of the ear, just under the ear lobe. Yeah. yeah. Good morning, Doc. A lot of us are under the impression that it's only kids who get mumps. Do you find it prevalent in adults as well? Yes, it is um, definitely in adults as well. And there the reason would be because um, even if you've been vaccinated, we see that there's a waning of your vaccine immune status. Um, the it is the, the, the mumps vaccine comes in a standalone type of vaccine, or you can um, get it while you um, vaccinate your child with uh, mumps uh, MMR. So it's a mumps uh, uh, measles and rubella vaccine, and that's normally two vaccines that you normally get as uh, part of your childhood immunization. Okay, so there is treatment. This treatment, uh, or, you know, the vaccine, uh, remember it's a viral infection, and this specific viral infection, if you get mumps, uh, one of the complications that we will see, and it's more prevalent in boys to have complications, is uh, the inflammation of the testes. And uh, for me, that is one of the things that you try to protect your child against, because it might lead to um, less to be less fertile one day or it can lead to sterility. Not that that is so common, but the orchitis or the inflammation of the testes can be quite common in the young um, boys between the age of five to nine normally. Should we consider isolating or maybe wearing a mask? You should consider um, wearing a mask, but here's the, here's the problem. Um, the, the from that you have been infected with the, in, with the virus without you knowing it, um, you, are up, you are asymptomatic for up till about two weeks, two to three weeks, and the first week after you have contracted the virus, you will be, um, you can transmit it to anyone else, so you don't even know at that stage that you are sick. And up till around about eight days after symptoms started to develop. So it is a bit difficult, you know, um, to, to say, yes, the mask. But the mask, especially in schools where you have a lot of 
crowded people. We know that winter and spring is time for outbreaks. Um, during that time, I would um, suggest that wear your mask. Even children, you know, we know that there's sort of an outbreak. Uh, measles, uh, mumps is not as devastating as measles. But again, you know, if you're a boy and you get orchitis and you um, have problems with sterility, it might affect your manhood one day. So, Doc, are you saying, um, is there a need for us to, to panic around this and to try to be very extra cautious around mumps? No, there's no need to panic at this stage, you know. Just be, be careful. Know that if your child is... So before they start with the swelling of the um, limb, uh, the parotis gland, they will have symptoms very much like um, a, a flu, you know. Body aches and pains, a bit of chills, a low grade of fever, uh, a headache, and then uh, all of a sudden um, you get you see the swelling on the one side of the, of the, of the face or, as I've said, just under the earlobe. And that's that's common for that's a commonest symptom to know that this is mumps. Um, also, remember what we have seen is you can get mumps on the one side, and then you can later on get mumps on both on the other side. You, I have also seen that you can get it on both sides. So it depends on your immune system, and the variant is um, a few variants um, which one you are getting. And as we have seen that the vaccines are not as effective as we would have liked them to be as for measles. Uh, remember what I've said, even if you've been vaccinated, there's a waning of your immune system. But the other good news is that studies have been done and, and it's clear that a lot of uh, majority of people has been infected with this mumps virus and they have been asymptomatic. So um, it all depends on your immune system at the end of the day. Mm. All right, Doc, thank you so much for coming through and just clearing some things for us. That's uh, Dr. Anjali Kutsia from Solidarity Doctors Network. Up next, we speak to a mom's survivor, Faith Natalie Ndlovu. And we're talking to mom survivor, Faith Natalie Ndlovu. Good morning, Faith. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. Mm. So you have gone through the experience of having mums, right? Yes, I have. Okay, and how was the experience for you? What happened? It was it was a lot. It was very intense because they're intense as you get older. Okay. And unfortunately, I contracted them from my niece who had contracted them from her friend. Okay. So, yeah, the pain level, I would say, is an 11 out of 10. You, you can't eat... You can't drink anything. You can barely sleep. You can barely breathe. It really is a lot to, to go through. Mm. So how did you get rid of them? Did someone suggest that you must sing into a calabash uh, pot? Or... <laughs> yes, they did. There were actually quite a few methods that were suggested, and I did try a few. There's one where it said that you take the inside of a milli, like corn, and you make a necklace and wear it. Um, but that didn't work. Um, it said that if people laugh at you, they disappear. And, of course, there was the calabash one, but I did treat them medically, in a sense. Oh, okay. So there were different people that were just coming with these suggestions and telling you how to deal with them? Yeah, there were a lot of suggestions. And then medically, like, do you remember how um, you ended up treating mums? 
Um, I went to the doctor and he said there's not much that he could do because there isn't really a, a particular cure for mumps. Um, he gave me antibiotics and pain medication as well as aspirin. That was just to help with the the inflammation and the pain. Sure. You probably wanted to suggest a color badge for you, but it's not in the medical journal. <laughs> I mean, you had already tried that. Yeah. You just said. So how long did it take you to heal? Um, it took, I think, a week and a half. Okay. And for your face to get back to normal. And also, was the swelling extreme? Was it bad? It really was. Um, I could not see my collarbone. My chest had also swelled. My neck was yeah. swollen. My whole face was round. I looked like a balloon that was just inflated with so much air. Like you could pop any minute. Anytime. You looked like Fat Albert. Wow. You remember who? Fat Albert. Okay. And how long did it take you for the swelling to go down? I think after I started the medication, it took, say, five to six days. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. All right. No, thank you for sharing um, the experience with us. It's been really interesting, you know, hearing yeah. from different people about mm-hmm. how, how did you say you, you, you picked up the disease again? Was there someone in the family that had it already or? Yes, my niece has a friend. So, you know, kids play together outside and I was always in contact with my niece. She had them, but because she's younger, they disappeared quickly. But I'm an adult and they became more intense. So I contracted them from her. Yeah, okay. All right. Natalie, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Uh, we appreciate your time. That was Mum Survivor Faith Natalie Nzovo. Yeah, we appreciate you, Kachin. Maybe before Hamba, man, Mums, Nesizuluin. Uzakika. 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 Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Good pleasure. Thank you. Bye. All right. Awesome stuff. That's Mom's survivor, Faith Natalie Jovu. Bega Petro Uzakika. Uzakika. Yeah. And she survived. Mm. So I'm glad that we were all able to have this conversation yeah. the best way we relate to it by understanding what exactly is it that we are discussing here. Mm-hmm. Well, the National Institute for Communicable Diseases confirmed an outbreak of moms in the country. Everything that you have taught us this morning. So KZN Pumalang and Gauteng account for most of the confirmed cases, but we are told not to panic. Also, there's no universally available um, you know, vaccine in the public health sector, so we are told. But hey, if the color bash has always worked for you, then go for it. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.